Shelly, have you ever gone oh, oh, oh? She's not there. No question, Brad. What? And please don't ask me how much I weigh or how old I am. Have you ever gone oh, oh, oh? That's what it says. Make you go oh, oh, oh. You ever done that before? As a matter of fact, I have. <laughs> okay, whatever. 651. It's BS.show. That's who we are. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And together, we make BS. Lots of stuff to talk about today. We make something, and BS is probably it. Uh, weather is probably primo. Lots of schools closed. Uh, there's still a winter storm warning in effect until midnight tonight. Although, I'm looking at the old radar, and I see nothing in the state of Missouri. There is a small band of activity, looks like snow and some sleet, that's uh, once again moving up. I-44, but right now it's just just to the east of Tulsa, so it's a long way off, not much of a band of activity. If you're heading down to the south, Memphis right now is getting nailed with sleet, as is Nashville. There's snow in southern uh, Indiana. There's rain and sleet in uh, Ohio, um, in Tennessee, all sorts of places. So anyway, be careful out there this morning. Uh, the salt crews did a good job yesterday, but a lot of places refroze overnight. I'm I was, sure they did. I was out and about last night on the interstates. I shouldn't admit this, but I was. I was driving my safe 40 miles an hour, which I don't drive on when they're dry. I drive 60 miles an 40. hour. I know I do not. 40. And once again, I think that the next time that there's a bad snow, I'm just going to get a tractor trailer because how are those guys able to drive 80 miles an hour in the interstate when it's snow-packed? I'll never understand that. Because uh, they weigh 10,000 pounds. Well, but that doesn't... No, they weigh 80,000 pounds. They're fully loaded up to up their license limit. But once again, oh. it's like it's like the crazy nuts that, hey, you got a four-wheel drive. Well, that's great. You know, it helps you get traction to start and to maintain speed. But guess what? When you hit the brakes... Four-wheel drive don't meet squat anymore because you're just like everybody else. You got four wheels, and they're getting no traction, and the four-wheel drive doesn't help you any, and you can't stop. Well, what so, if you have traction control? Even still, once again, if you're driving, I don't care if you got anti-lock braking, whatever you got. If you're on ice or packed snow, and you're flying down the highway at 70 miles an hour, and you hit the brakes, you ain't going to stop for a while. You're going to be along for the ride. You're just going to be sort of like, you know, holding on and, and putting fingernail marks into your steering wheel. You know, that's just, it's, it's pure physics. Remember, I took physics in college, and it was fascinating. I mean, we... I thought it was useless. Well, it has been useless to me because of the fact I can't make any money with my physics knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who can? Oh, the guys who, are, who, are, who study that. I mean, the guy, the guy who is our teacher, our instructor was a PhD young guy, probably in his early 30s, from England who had been hired by, at the time, McDonnell Douglas. This was pre-Boeing. Hired by McDonnell Douglas, and he was working. This is a long time ago when I was going to. I was actually went back back to school to get a third degree, which I didn't finish. And then I went and tried to get a fourth degree, which I didn't finish. Anyway, that's a whole other story. This was my third degree that I never finished. And uh, this guy was a physicist from England, and he'd been hired by McDonnell Douglas, and he was working on the Star Wars project that President Reagan had initiated. And this guy was sharp as a tack. I bet. So he was making buku bucks, but he had a Ph.D. in physics. You know, I mean, in the St. Louis area, I bet you there are probably less than 100 guys with Ph.D.s in physics in the entire St. Louis area. Any That's money? true. I bet you maybe there may not even be 100, maybe 50 of them, because it's a very, are very— Are you including women in that? Guys and gals. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, here, next break. I need to write that down. 
I told you I was going to talk about this. Next break, this is going to be a break that women are going to love. And I'm going to write down two words. I'm writing it down right now because that'll be, that'll be segment four, which we're on segment three right now. That'll be segment four. And I'll talk about what this attorney said on a TV commercial, which I found fascinating. And it goes along with what's happening to men. Men are confused. Men are confused. Everybody's confused. No, men are confused because we don't know what to do anymore. Honestly, we don't know what to do anymore. Again, that's a everybody. No, it's not just no, no, the male no, no, species. no. It's men. Men are confused. No. Because we don't have the role models we used to have. Seriously. And and there's a thing I signed up for the other day, which is this crazy thing. It's some kind of a course or something like that, and it's called Being a Man. And unfortunately, I went there as an app, and it's you know it was like one of these. It was like sort of bait and switch. Hey, it's a free app, and when you get to it, like you're in the third page of the sign up, it's free for a week, and then they charge you eighty nine dollars a year. Go, I don't want this, you know. But yeah. anyway, what was it was a reading list of all these books that you're supposed to read to become a real man, and it talked about you know. And once again, I've talked about this was before. Fifty Shades of Grey on there? No, no, no. That's so. That's things so bogus. You know. I mean, there, it, you know. It, don't even get me going on that. You know, I've never seen the movie nor read the book, so well, well, I'm just going on pure speculation based on other people's opinions. See, now here's what's interesting. Let's turn that around. Let's turn. Let's say that was a, a book about a woman who was into all that kinky stuff. Then they go, "Oh, that's terrible." But it was a man. It's okay. You know, it's it's a dude. You know, I don't know if it would be terrible because Lady Heather on CSI. She was a dominatrix, and everybody loved her. I have no idea who Lady Heather is. <laughs> she was a dominatrix on CSI. Well, was she one of the investigators or something like that? No. She was one of the clients. Well, she was dead then? No. Isn't CSI People all about— People in her establishment died. Oh, I thought I thought normally if you were a feature on CSI, you were, you were on the morgue table or something like that. No? She was—no, no. no. Um, People—a person in her establishment— um, passed away, wow. and so they were... Sounds like you get into this. CSI? I love CSI. <laughs> Sounds like you get into the dominatrix thing, huh? Shelly, a new I side. I like the Lady Heather as a person, yes. A new side of Shelly we didn't know about. I am an onion. <laughs> Not a walrus, an onion. <laughs> okay. Also, next hour, we'll talk about the close call that Elton had. Did you hear about this? No, what and happened? Things did not look good for a while for Elton John. Oh, my. Yeah, his farewell tour could have ended a little bit prematurely. Yeah, not a good situation. God, and, and, and boy, yesterday, I someone sent me a video. I mean, talk about bizarre stuff. I, I, I've heard about this before. There was a student pilot in Australia. He's up for his first lesson with his instructor. And his instructor passes out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> what did he do? Well, they he was in they you know they the guy on the tower and man you hear this this you know the conversation back and forth the guy on the tower was amazing another amazing they are air traffic controller and he just you know calmed him down hey you're doing a great job first they couldn't figure out which plane it was because he didn't know how to use the transponder 
And then they, they literally were actually watching him on radar. They had all these planes in the pattern, and they're trying to figure out which plane it is. And they said, okay, make a right turn, and, and now make a left turn, you know, slow left turn. And, okay, we know which plane you are. So then they, you know, they vectored him into the airport, and they ran, they ran him around the airport, like, you know, in a pattern, like, you know, like a sort of what they call a, you know, a downwind to a left base, you know, final blah, blah, blah. Then he went around the airport like five or six times practicing a landing all the time while the instructor was slumped against him. So the instructor passed out and and was up against him and pushing him toward the door. Once again, they're in a little Cessna 152 if you've ever been in before. Right. There's not much room in there. And it was fascinating. And they got him on the ground. Anyway, we'll talk about that next time. I bet you he'll never forget that, that lesson. Well, <laughs> the air traffic controller, when he gets him on the ground, he says, congratulations, you completed your first solo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, so what's well, up hey, with the we, we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we, he... we gotta go we gotta go we're up against a break 659 oh okay